Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Fast Forward, a podcast from QSR Magazine. My name is Sam Okus. I'm the editor of QSR and the editorial director of Food News Media. If you're new to this podcast, uh, this show is usually reserved for interviews uh, with founders, innovators, entrepreneurs of fast casual restaurant companies, and I encourage you to dig into our archives and check out several of the conversations that we have there. Uh, lots of interesting information, lots of interesting conversations with, with some of the leaders of the fast casual space. Uh, but today, uh, we're starting something a little bit different. Um, of course, now we are about a week and a half into the outbreak of coronavirus. Uh, the restaurant industry is in full-on emergency mode. Um, sales have really taken uh, a dive, really have jumped off a cliff, honestly. Um, some reports say that the average uh, restaurant has uh, seen sales decline by about 50%. Regulations um, have been evolving, but every day uh, has seen some sort of uh, either suggestion or regulation from uh, state and uh, federal government. And recently, uh, within the last couple of days, um, that regulation has included shutting down dining rooms and, and restricting food service to carry out delivery and drive through only. Um, this is unprecedented, to say the least. Um, if you're in this business, you know uh, quite well that um, what we're going through really is, 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 is incomparable um, to anything else. Uh, a lot of folks talk about this uh, as uh, a comparison to the um, state after uh, 9-11, how things, everything felt different after 9-11. Uh, a lot of people have been comparing it to the Great Recession of 2008, um, and in some ways, you know, those things, people are right about that. In some ways, you know, everything really did change with those two events, um, just like everything has changed with the outbreak in coronavirus. Um, but uh, it, in other ways, it's, it's different in that um, I don't think restaurants have really quite seen sales take a dive like they have in the last week and a half. I don't think restaurant operators have seen the challenges posed by um, a pandemic like we are experiencing now. And everybody is trying to figure out uh, what to do. Everybody is adjusting. Um, and we're adjusting too. So our QSR um, team has been, uh, we've all uh, stayed at home and we're all working from home. I'm doing this from a, a makeshift office in my bedroom, trying to figure out what that looks like, trying to figure out what it means to work from home when you have two little kids uh, who, who don't understand what's going on and just want to want to play with you. Um, and, you know, trying to figure out what teamwork looks like when we're all sort of spread across uh, our homes, trying to figure out what it means to uh, uh, keep up a deadline, uh, deadline-oriented company in an age where everything is changing so fast. Really, uh, hour by hour, it feels like, uh, if not day by day. Um, so you know, we're hanging in there. Um, but most importantly, we want to be here for you. We want to uh, serve the industry with the all the news and insights uh, that you need to conquer the challenges posed by coronavirus. We're all in this together. The industry, um, you know, this is the hospitality industry more so than any other industry. We've got each other's backs and we're here for each other. We're here for people. And, uh, and now more than ever, you know, we need that. And so the restaurant industry uh, is struggling. The uh, challenges posed by coronavirus, like I said, are unprecedented. There's really no easy solutions, uh, but there are solutions. And what we want to do now uh, over the next days and, and probably weeks 
is start to have conversations here in this podcast feed with folks around the industry who have some creative solutions to uh, this this uh, issue posed by coronavirus. Uh, in this reality today where dining rooms are closed, sales have taken a dive off a cliff, um, customers are afraid and, and, and in some ways you know need to regain their trust. Um, restaurants have uh, this this steep steep mountain to climb now, and in um, getting back to a point where you can get back to to selling food and to uh, you know bringing smiles to customers' faces. So um, we're gonna have these conversations now, a couple of them a day. Uh, I'm gonna try to push out two to three podcasts, uh, many episodes of the podcast per day, having conversations with people who, like I said, have creative solutions to many of the problems uh, posed by coronavirus. And it's going to be really um, far ranging. You know, we're going to talk to operators, we're going to talk to vendors, we're going to talk to um, data folks and consultants. um, And maybe I want to talk to you. Uh, I'm looking to, uh, you know, I'd love to get some uh, uh, ideas from all of you out there in the industry on on what you might have um, to uh, contribute to this massive conversation going on across the industry today and how to overcome the challenges of coronavirus. Um, And so I would love to hear from you. Uh, Email me at sam at qsrmagazine.com. Let me know who you are, what you do, and why you have maybe a unique perspective to bring to this conversation, and uh, and maybe we can set something up. Many of you know that I do all of these conversations, all of the fast-forward interviews I do in person. It's something I'm um, really passionate about because I love a good in-person conversation. I think those are the most genuine conversations. Um, I do a decent amount of travel, and so that affords me the ability to have a lot of great face-to-face conversations. Uh, Of course, that is now uh, has changed. Um, You know, I'm not flying anywhere for for a while, and, um, and... uh, you know, the face-to-face thing, uh, you know, you can do six feet, but, um, uh, you know, everybody's all spread out across America right now, and I want to have conversations with um, all these folks who have interesting things to say. So I'm switching to an online platform. Uh, we're going to record these through Zencaster. Um, many of you might be familiar with. Um, so, of course, the quality is a little bit off, uh, you know, a little bit different. As a, a podcast nerd and an audio file, it uh, was something I didn't want to resort to, but, of course, um, you know, this is, everything is different now, so we have to just kind of uh, make some exceptions. But um, it also makes it super easy to have these conversations with really anybody out there who has something to say. And so that's my goal. Uh, as I am holed up in my home for the coming weeks, I want to record conversations with you, uh, the restaurant industry professional who has something interesting, some interesting creative idea or solution uh, for how we can overcome uh, the challenges of the coronavirus. We will return to uh, regular episodes of Fast Forward. Thankfully, I did have um, some in the can ready to go. And so we will return to um, publishing some of those as well, hopefully uh, in the next week or so. But for now, like I said, uh, we're going to start rolling out some of these mini episodes with um, some perspectives from folks who I think just have really uh, an an interesting idea or solution um, that uh, I I think is good advice for everybody out there. And that's why we want to share it. Uh, First up is Stephen Harmon. Stephen is the co-founder of Fusion, a sushi roll and bowl concept based in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, they have 10 locations in uh, four Ohio cities. And uh, Stephen reached out to me yesterday and said they have this really interesting thing that they're going to start doing. Um, and I'll let him get into some of the details. But the gist of it is that Fusion uh, recognized that many of these supply warehouses um, where they uh, source their food are um, 
are full of all this fresh produce and, and, and food that as, you know, these warehouses were stocked up and prepared to provide for restaurants who were um, about to see an increase in sales for March Madness and for St. Patrick's Day. Um, and now those warehouses are full with nowhere to send the food as restaurants have to cancel orders. Um, so, so Fusion, the leaders at Fusion saw an opportunity and um, they recognized that not only was that food that would be good to um, distribute and get out to to Americans, um, but also they recognized that, um, uh, you know, the the grocery stores have this huge burden right now where everybody's rushing to the grocery stores and selling out um, the food there and, and emptying the shelves. And so there was this sort of disconnect where here's all this food that couldn't get sold. And at the grocery store, you know, there was no food to be sold. Um, and Fusion saw an opportunity to step in and help out. And they are setting up a system this week where they are going to take the inventory from these warehouses and essentially become an online grocer. They're going to leverage their online platform and their delivery drivers, and they're going to start delivering groceries uh, to folks in those four markets they serve in Ohio. I think this is um, one of those ideas that is just so fresh and interesting and, and, and desperately needed right now in this time, um, just thinking about how many people can uh, be impacted by something like this and, um, and, and find just a glimmer of hope in a business that all they want to do is, is fill a need um, and to help out uh, where help is needed. So that's why I wanted to have this conversation with Stephen. Um, if you want to learn more about Fusion's, uh, this, this uh, initiative from Fusion, you can go to fusion.com, um, that's F-U-S-I-A-N.com um, to check out the resources on their website. Um, and, uh, and, and again, I'm sure there's just a lot of lessons that can be learned uh, from this conversation that I have with Stephen. So uh, I'm going to roll now into that conversation again. Um, keep uh, your eyes on this feed for the coming days and weeks. There will be several more conversations um, from industry experts, from many voices across the industry uh, who have something to say, I think, uh, in, in helping all of us uh, be able to fight back and uh, return to this, uh, you know, this successful, thriving industry that we're all proud of. Um, so with that, I'm going to turn to my conversation now with Fusion co-founder Stephen Harmon. All right, Stephen Harmon here from Fusion. Stephen, tell me about the last week and a half that you guys have had amidst all of this crazy coronavirus stuff. Yeah, it's been a uh, it's been an interesting time. I think you know, like many restaurants, we're quickly having to rethink the way that we're going about business. Um, you know, for us personally, we had the wind fully in our sails, only to kind of be you know surprised and shut down in, in many ways, um, but. Uh, you know, I, I, I think that, you know, through this, uh, so far, uh, it's been an amazing opportunity to galvanize our team, come together, rally around new ideas. Um, as, as our CFO says, Eric, um, that we are currently in an idea, a meritocracy where the best idea wins. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we're, um, you know, we're really focused right now on finding new ways and innovative ways to, uh, move meals. Um, so yeah, the last week has, uh, has definitely challenged us and, 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 and put some stress on the system. But, uh, as a friend of mine also said, uh, in Cincinnati, tough times don't last, but tough people do. And, uh, we feel like we're pretty tough and we're, and we're going to rise, we're going to rise above it and, and, and keep, keep the wheels moving. Yeah, it's good. I, you know, 
for from a media perspective, this thing has evolved so quickly and covering you know every step of the way, just starting with what are restaurants doing for hygiene, then it's what are restaurants doing to focus on delivery, and then it's how are restaurants closing their restaurant or closing their dining rooms. You know, it's it's, it's really been every day. There's been this massive evolution from a, a leader standpoint as a leader of a restaurant company. What is that like to keep ahead of? those things. And, you know, you're talking about your team. How do you keep your team on board with everything that's going on? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it, it goes, you know, <clears throat> it goes without saying, but, uh, we are all really proud of the way, uh, Ohio has reacted to this. Um, you know, politics aside, we've taken swift actions at a state level, which have actually given us a lot of guidelines in order to, to, to really think ahead of this, you know, they're giving us some time to really, you know, to really um, uh, pivot in, in meaningful ways. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, safety is, is of utmost concern to us, always has been. So we really didn't feel a need to double down on the things that we were already doing. We really wanted to focus on, on how do we pivot through this. Um, mm-hmm. As it relates to the team, you know, I think that, you know, we have an entire workforce right now that it's displaced, you know, many restaurant workers are friends with other restaurant workers. Our industry is very small. Um, we're trying to stay focused internally on the fusion family um, and really, and really talking about the best way for us to get through this is to continue to work. Um, and, you know, obviously with sales, you know, being hit, uh, you know, we've had to, we've had to remove some hours off the schedule. However, we are finding innovative ways that we can, we can, you know, keep meals moving, we keep meals moving, then people keep their jobs and we can keep feeding people and, and really, and really keeping people at home, which is the best thing for, for, uh, for the nation right now. Yeah. So to that point, you guys have a, a very innovative, uh, idea that you're rolling out here in the next couple of days to get food out to folks. Tell me about this new program you guys are launching. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, we, we, uh, we're, we're certainly in crisis mode, um, but you know I think through these through these times, kind of you know ideas come out, um, innovation sets in, and 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 because we're a small family-owned company, we're able to pivot very quickly. Um, we learned very quickly that you know the food system, um, the supply chain is strong. You know growers are growers or growers are growing, farmers are farming. In many places, seeds are in the ground. Um, and we have, uh, we have many, you know, local, um, supply houses that supply solely restaurants, you know, think of produce, rice, grains, um, you know, meals ready to eat. Um, we have, uh, a lot of surplus of inventory right now in these warehouses where restaurants, um, were planning on buying from that had to cancel their orders. You know, we had March Madness happening. We had, uh, St. Patrick's Day happening. All those orders got canceled and it's left these supply houses and, and warehouses fully stocked to the gills with highly perishable inventory. And uh, unfortunately, all that food is at risk of getting tossed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because they're not supplying, you know, retail customers like grocers, um, you know, they're kind of stuck in the water. Um, so we feel that Fusion's in a position right now to leverage our platform to, to become a grocer in many ways. And, and and take some of the burden off of the grocery chains right now, who are who we've seen are you know cutting their hours in order to restock. Their workers are are, are extremely tired working around the clock. You know we've seen exclusive hours for the elderly coming in, and uh, and uh, delivery and order head order ahead in these 
in these uh, grocery chains are just overwhelmed. Um, mm -hmm. You know, my wife ordered groceries on Sunday and we can't pick them up till Wednesday. Meanwhile, wow. we have bags of potatoes at our supply house that can't get moved. And so we're really focused in, 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 in working hard to, to launch a, a, a fusion kind of offshoot of groceries. We just want to bring whole foods, um, ingredient-based uh, food into kitchens, leave people at home, let them stay at home, let them nest. Um, and we feel that that is our best way forward as we kind of continue to fight this, this, uh, the coronavirus and the epidemic that we have. Um, yeah. The more the more distancing we can do, the faster we get out of this, the faster we return to work. Um, so that's that's truly our focus is to move meals. So what is Fusion's actual role in all this? Because you're not delivering Fusion menu items. You're not taking this food and preparing and serving it. You guys are are essentially serving it. Sounds like as sort of the back end of everything. How does that? How, how what's all the logistics of this? How does that work? So, you know, Fusion is serving meals. We're serving sushi rolls. We're ser serving, you know, bowls. We, we've, we've expanded our menu through this time. We're serving, you know, meal kits for families that feed up to families of four. But we can do more. Uh, and, and really, our role is to leverage our platform of online ordering, you know, and, and, and delivery uh, in order to get more food into homes. You know, two weeks ago, uh, you know, if you loved sushi, you ate at Fusion. If you loved Fusion, you ate at Fusion. Um, but now, uh, you know, for folks who've never heard of fusion or for, for folks who, who may not have, uh, you know, been partial to sushi, uh, we can serve something that's much more, you know, much more, um, approachable to some of the Midwestern palates. I mean, I honestly think that mac and cheese might be the best thing for everybody right now. And we can, and we can bring comfort food, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Food, you know, food is medicine. Yeah, that's right. So, so is the, the way that this worked then too, is that you guys are taking the inventory from these food warehouses, you're putting that on your digital platform for people to order through, and then you're, you're leveraging your delivery partners to get it out to people who order it. Correct. So we're, so we're essentially becoming a digital grocer. So we're, you know, we're quote stocking our shelves in our restaurant with produce and, 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 and product, um, and then redistributing it to, to customers, you know, within a eight to 10 mile radius. Uh, of all of our stores. You know, we have 10 stores in Ohio. We're in four different markets that covers a pretty wide swath of people. And, uh, you know, ultimately, uh, you know, we are leveraging delivery service providers, but we're also, um, you know, working with Amazon uh, delivery service providers and we're working with, you know, our own internal fleet to help to help make this happen. And it seems like, too, you're talking about how you have to figure out how to, you know, get your employees hours. You, you have to slash hours uh, to, to respond to what's been going on. But can you redirect some of your employees to focusing on this platform? Yes, exactly. So, so, so that really that, that's, that's, you know, a, a, as this thing unfolds, we're making decisions in real time. So nothing's, you know, we don't have a business plan that we've been working on for months around this. So um, we have called in our delivery service providers and asked, you know, that we have a fast track referral in order to get more drivers on the road. Um, you know, Ohio, you know, is, is, is not, you know, we, we have large cities here. We have, we have, you know, high density and high population, but, you know, we also need more drivers and, uh, we have, we have a fusion family to take care of. We have, um, you know, we have employees that, that, that want to continue to help in any way they can. Um, and this is a great way for us to, to, to help, you know, again, keep, keep the wheels moving. Yeah. So the restaurant warehouses, you're talking about how 
stocked they are for March Madness for St. Patty's, um, you know, surely they would adjust according to the reality that the restaurant industry is facing now with sales just kind of diving off a cliff. But are you working with them to make sure that they keep the stock up in order to facilitate a plan like this? Yeah. So, you know, right now uh, our supply houses are sitting on, you know, excess inventory, which, you know, we're, we're looking at we're looking at inventory lists that have products that we've never even considered buying for the restaurant before. So, mm. you know, we're really looking to move as much perishable product as possible so it doesn't get wasted. Um, you know, it is inevitably a supply and demand environment where, you know, if we can move a lot of product, we can continue to restock the warehouses. Um, but that's really the, you know, the, the, the impetus of, of how successful this is, is how, um, you know, is how much food we can move and, and, and continue to restock. Like I said, the supply chain is strong. Growers are growing, uh, trucks are moving. Um, we just need to get new avenues to getting food into people's homes. And for the hygienic stuff, I assume you just sort of follow the same plan you would for your restaurants. You know, exactly. Because a lot of this is uh, either A, packaged, um, or B, just whole fruits and vegetables. Um, you know, obviously, we want to wash our vegetables, wash our hands, um, you know, use use um, common sense that re- relates to hygiene. Um, but, you know, just reading CDC guidelines and, 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 and talking with, you know, our suppliers and vendors, you know, wash your hands before you get the food, wash the food and wash your hands after. Um, it seems to be uh, seems to be um, kind of the way of of of, of food handling as, as usual, but obviously with a more attention to detail. Um, um, you know, we are working right now uh, with our vendors to 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 continue to bring in more packaging products, so boxes, bags, you know, things to help move food. You know, we weren't we weren't equipped to do you know, meal delivery services two days ago. Now we are, you know, we weren't equipped to do, you know, essentially, you know, a a CSA program yesterday, but we're finding ways that we can, that we can get, uh, you know, produce boxed up, put Mm -hmm. put in the, uh, you know, put in the truck and taken to to individual homes. Um, you know, in many ways, if you think about the amount of hands that touch food along the supply chain, I think that we have much fewer hands touching it in this format than we do even in grocery stores. Mm-hmm. What is sort of your best case scenario for this specific platform? Are you looking to get other restaurants to jump on board? What do you hope to accomplish ultimately with this? Um, you know, ultimately, uh, we want people to social distance. We want people to follow, you know, the guidelines that are given to them. Um, we don't want to put people in harm's way and we want to move through this as quickly as possible and get back to work, you know, in ways that are familiar as quickly as possible. Um, you know, if you want to talk about who wins through all this, you know, I, I don't think of anybody who loses, um, mm-hmm. you know, grocery stores win by diverting, you know, you know, the, um, you know, by diverting some of their burden, you know, onto new supply chains, customers win because they can stay in their homes and they keep their safe distance and continue to eat. Fusion wins because we keep our people employed and we we keep the the wheels moving, so to speak. And, um, you know, and ultimately our suppliers and our growers and our farmers win because we can keep, you know, serving meals. You know, the reality through all this is that we all got to eat, you know. All of us are probably eating two to three meals a day, just like we were three weeks ago. Um, but, you know, when people have kind of 
stocked up on uh, and stockpiled their groceries, you know, we're whittling down on an inventory that is really living on, in people's homes. Um, meanwhile, we have, you know, some people that, that either A, aren't able to go to the grocery store, have families at home. You know, we're really trying to make this easy for them and, and, and ultimately keep people in home so, so we can flatten the curve and get through this as quickly as possible. It seems, too, that this is something that could be easily replicated in other states, other cities. I mean, to your point, I mean, these warehouses are in every city in America stocked with inventory. They can't move. Why not do this all across America and keep everybody fed? Yeah. And, and you know, that's that I, I, I hope, um, you know, we're just a baby little company here in Ohio. We have 10 stores. We're bootstrapped. We started this from the ground up. Um, but I hope it can inspire others to keep, you know, to keep hours on the schedule, to keep food moving, to keep people in their homes, um, and, and, and keep our social distance so we can get through this. I mean, that would ultimately be the win is, is, is we social distance, we take dramatic measures, we get through this epidemic very quickly, as quickly as possible while being safe. And, uh, you know, that inspires others to do the same. Uh, you know, that, that, that is the biggest flattery we can have. Yeah. So Stephen, last question for you mm-hmm. is what is what is just one last piece of wisdom or just encouragement you can leave uh, listeners with other folks in your position? What do you want to say to them at this moment? Uh, man, you know, I, I think I started the podcast with it. Um, you know, I read a quote from an industry friend in Cincinnati yesterday that says, tough times don't last, but tough people do. You know, I don't know any tougher people than people in the restaurant business. Uh, who are deeply affected and uh, the best thing that we can do for them is to keep them moving and keep them working and keep them employed um, you know we see we see GoFundMes we see people buying grocery stores we see, or sorry people buying gift cards we see all this creativity but the best gift that we can give our people is to keep food moving and yeah. so uh, that you know that's really that's really where we're at and, and, and how we want to lead by example and, and create new and innovative ways to get food to homes That's good. That's a good word. Thanks, Stephen. I appreciate that. Thanks for taking a few minutes to talk today. Yeah, of course. Thanks, Sam. Appreciate it.